are Locked On Wildcats. Your daily podcast on the Arizona Wildcats. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Happy Wednesday, everyone. And as always, thanks for keeping it locked on, Wildcats. I'm your host, Mike Luke. All right. Now that uh, we're kind of in the full swing of sports, we're going to talk a little bit of football. We're going to talk a little bit of basketball. But you know what? Being that practice is open and you actually get to see a little bit, I think we're going to start with football for a good percentage of this time. And again, this show, as you all know, is brought to you by rockauto.com. When I was going to the par- or when I was going to the game the other day, aka sp- or practice, I had an issue with my car. But you know what? I was incredibly happy that I had RockAuto.com. And you know what? If it's good enough for me, it's good enough for you. Okay. So here's some of my observations. And you know what? I'm just going to give you some quick hits on what I've seen, and we'll go from there. First and foremost, you know, I spent a lot of time saying that this team isn't going to be very good. And you know what? I stand by that. But if you wanted to actually place a bet, I do feel good on the over two and a half. I think this team's going to sneak three. I really do. So that'd be a place where you'd go to betonline.ag for. But in all seriousness, here's what I've come away, and here's, I think, some of the good parts of this team. When I look at the running back position, I'm actually fairly enthused. Now, Michael Wiley is a guy that's been in the program a couple years and has flashed. There's no doubt about it. But you kind of wonder, okay, there's a little bit of a difference between flashing and actually toting the rock and being able to be the primary ball carrier the way that a guy like a Gary Brightwell was, the way that a guy like a J.J. Taylor was. But so far, if you look at Michael Wiley, he looks physically different. And that's a point that we're going to get to a little bit later on. He looks like he has put on about 15 to 20 pounds of solid muscle. He no longer looks kind of like that scat back. He looks like a guy that's going to be able to take some real pounding out there. Now, again, who knows once everything gets live how this is actually going to happen. But Wiley is a guy that as long as he hasn't sacrificed any of his quickness or his explosion, which certainly doesn't appear to be the case at this point, then you're looking at a guy that's going to be able to cause some real problems, I think, for Pac-12 defenses, and as Scotty Graham talked about, the running back coach for the U of A, this is a situation where Arizona needs to have a running game that the quarterbacks and the offense can rely on because, let's be honest here, there's some real questions about the quarterback position. We've talked about that, and we'll continue to talk about that throughout camp, and hopefully some someone can emerge. But when you got three quarterbacks with limited experience and no experience in a new scheme— You've got to have a running back, and you've got to have multiple running backs that can take the load off of them. And Michael Wiley certainly appears to be the leader in the clubhouse right now. Now, the other guy that you got to look at a little bit is Drake Anderson. Now, he's an interesting story because, again, he's a Chandler High School kid and was a big-time, or not a big-time prospect, but certainly a guy that was Arizona good, left the state to go to Northwestern's father, or was uh, Damian Anderson. He's here now at the U of A. Now, Drake is a Drake's a pretty well put together kid. He's bigger than Michael Wiley. I'm curious to see exactly how he is able to uh, how he is able to perform because he showed some real potential in his early year at 
Northwestern kind of fell off. You had the COVID year. People don't know exactly really what happened. But, I mean, let's be honest here. You could say that for about half of college football. Those are the two guys that look like they are the leaders right now. And I would imagine that they will probably get about 75 to 80% of the carries. Now, who knows? Maybe some other guys emerge. And I think that that's a problem that you would certainly like to have if you're Coach Scotty Graham. Now, what's going to help this unit is I think the offensive line is actually going to be, I don't want to say good, but I'll say the offensive line I think is going to be solid because you've got guys coming back and led by Edgar Barola, who, you know, is obviously a guy that people talk a little bit about, more about off the field than on the field. But Edgar Barola is a really good offensive lineman. And when you watch Brennan Carroll speak about this group, he seems confident that they have what it takes to be a decent unit. Now, I don't think that it's going to remind anybody of Arizona's, you know, 1998 offensive line where you had five guys that were going to go on to the NFL, but that's not really what you need because, you know, I don't think anybody's expecting Arizona to win the Pac-12 South this year, but I think what people are expecting is to just see improvement from last year where the team was basically pushed around and kicked in the face and then pushed to the curb. I don't think you're going to see that this year. I think you're going to see far more of a fight, and that's certainly something you want to see if you're an Arizona fan because there's really nowhere to go but up. Now, I'm going to hop over to the defensive side of the ball. A couple guys have really caught my attention right here. And first and foremost, and we're going to talk about him a lot tomorrow, is Jalen Harris. Everybody knows the son of U of A legend Sean Harris. He had maybe his best practice in a U of A uniform the other day where multiple tackles for loss, three or four, constantly in the quarterback's face, and the coaches are now talking about him as maybe being that guy that's going to be able to provide a pass rush. And Don Brown has mentioned multiple times about his sack total. And you know what? He's only mentioning his sack total if he knows that this is a kid that can play. Because, you know, if Don Brown doesn't expect anything out of you, he's not going to mention your sack total last year because he expects the same thing. I think they expect far more when it comes to Jalen Harris. Now, defensive backs are interesting to me because it's a group that maybe more so than any part on the team looks the part. And it kind of starts with Christian Roland Wallace, who was the most the most highly recruited defensive back on the roster. There's no doubt about that. He was a guy that had a legitimate USC offer. And when you stand next to him, when you look at him, you look at his definition, he's a guy that looks like a kid that would have a USC offer. He's here and the coaching staff feels pretty comfortable. It appears that he's going to be locked in at one of your number one cornerback or one of your starting cornerback positions. The other guy you got to look at is Isaiah Rutherford. Isaiah Rutherford, for all of you that don't know, was a four-star running back, or excuse me, a four-star corner out of California. Father played in the NFL. I am a huge fan of bloodlines. It's not an end-all, be-all for me, but anytime I hear that somebody's father played in the NFL, it immediately gets my attention because, first of all, it means that you're probably genetically blessed in a certain way, and it also probably means that you've grown up around football and you've got this far and you embrace the game and you embrace the ins and outs because you've been around it your whole life. Now, Rutherford goes to Notre Dame and can't really crack the rotation, but I wouldn't really say that that means a ton because Notre Dame's a top 10 football program in the country and Arizona is not. Just because he's not good enough at Notre Dame 
at least initially, doesn't mean that he can't be good enough at the University of Arizona. And when you watch Rutherford out there, he's a tall dude. He's legitimately six foot one. He's got what kind of the long, angular corner look that you know is very popular in the uh, in the post Legion of Boom era, where I think Richard Sherman made it popular to be the six foot two defensive back cornerback. Rutherford, I'm not saying is Richard Sherman, but I would be pretty surprised if he is not playing 90 percent of the time in the defensive backfield for Arizona because. He just looks a little bit different than everybody else out there. And quite frankly, I think he's a guy that gives you some position flexibility. You look on this roster and you say to yourself, okay, well, you know, you got all these guys moving around. What position is Christian or excuse me, Christian Young? What position or, you know, Treshawn Hayward? Where are all these guys going to play? It's a new system. But when you've got two guys that, you know, you can pencil in at the cornerback position. And again, you're not expecting them to be Chris McAllister. But when you've got two guys like that, I think it becomes a lot easier for it becomes a lot easier for a coach to be able to design plays because he knows that at maybe the two most important positions in the defense, and let's be honest here, cornerback is cornerback is right up there. It becomes much easier for a coach like Don Brown to be able to come up with some scheming. Okay. We're going to talk Arizona football on the lead segment for the foreseeable future. But you know what? There's a little bit of movement on the Arizona basketball front with a couple recruits. And we're going to talk about that next on Locked on Wildcats. Now, let's talk a little bit of Arizona Wildcat basketball. And you know what? I think a lot of people are rightfully enthused about the start of the Jed Fish era. But you know what? This is still a basketball town. Now, I think people are cautiously optimistic about this year's basketball team, primarily because you've returned a lot of guys. And you know what? If you look at some of the ratings, there was a list that just came out and it had five of the top 10 returning freshmen in the conference for the University of Arizona. Now, I don't know that I go that far. As a fact, as a matter of fact, I don't go that far. The list I thought was a little bit off, but the point is made. There's some legitimate returning talent. And the question I think that a lot of people have is, you know, how are you going to be able to recruit? What's it going to look like for Jed Fish and company? And this is the first time that I think Fish is in on it, or Jed Fish, excuse me, uh, Tommy Lloyd. I think this is the first time that you look at it and Tommy Lloyd's got a legitimate in. Now, I don't know that he's going to be able to get shade on sharp, but he's a kid that I think Arizona has a real chance at. Now, We've talked about him a little bit before in the past, and you might say to yourself, okay, well, what's this kid's deal? All right, well, this kid is one of the better prospects in the entire country. Depending on what a recruiting service you look at, he's top 10, he's top 20, but either way, this is a kid that's going to be a McDonald's kid. He's a basically a do-it-all, do-it-all guard, can play pretty much anywhere he wants in the nation. Came over from Canada up at one of the feeder schools in Arizona. Now he just released a top five and it's got a lot of the usual suspects that you expect great players to have. But you know what? Also right in there is Arizona next to Kentucky schools of that ilk. Arizona's done a really good job of recruiting him so far. Now, I don't know that Arizona's going to be able to get him, but when I've I've talked with his guardian a little bit and he's mentioned the point that Tommy Lloyd has done everything possible to recruit him and has done it the right way. 
And every time you hear that, it's always kind of a little bit of cautious optimism because anytime Kentucky's in the mix, you're a little scared, but, you know, I don't dismiss this as Arizona having a legitimate chance here because I don't think that this kid's looking to play around. One of his options also is the G League, which is always a concern when you're talking about elite-level players. But I think a lot of U of A fans are kind of taking a wait-and-see approach right now because when Sean Miller came in, he basically hit the ground running when it came to recruiting. Now, some of that was luck. He was able to bring in Derek Williams. He was able to bring in Momo Jones, uh, Solomon Hill. But like I said, a lot of that was luck because of what happened, the implosion at USC. This is a little bit different because Tommy Lloyd now is having to recruit under the spectacle of possible NCAA sanctions. There's a black cloud there for sure that Sean Miller didn't have to deal with. Sean Miller just had to deal with filling out a roster and basically a bare bones roster at that. So it was a little bit of a different situation. So I'm not sure that I would hold. Arizona to that as far as past recruiting as opposed to what we're looking at going forward. Now, who knows exactly what's going to happen with Shadon Sharp, but he announced that uh, he should be announcing here, I would imagine, in the next month or so. And you know what? Anytime that you're in a Final Five, you've got a real chance. But you know what? I'm not going to sit here and say that Arizona is for sure going to get him because they've missed out on some elite-level kids. But I think we're also going to find out that maybe in Tommy Lloyd's system, you don't need to be getting five stars across the board to be able to make everything work the way that it is. So we're going to keep you up to date on basketball. But like I said, we're going to be talking a lot about U of A football because we're actually allowed to go to the practices now. The coaching staff's energetic. And you know what? Who knows if they're going to win any games or not but it's still more of a family-type energetic feel when it comes to U of A football. And you know what? It's kind of exciting. It's Put it to you like this. It's a lot different than the Kevin Sumlin era, at least covering it up close. We'll be back with you tomorrow. I'm going to talk some more U of A football, and we're going to really break down Jalen Harris in depth, get to know exactly what to expect out of Arizona's pass rusher. You're listening to Locked On Wildcats.